Live from the offices of Great River Investments in the beautiful city of Burlington, Iowa, this is the Marvin Knows Finances Show. I am your host, Marvin Thompson, your certified financial planner with Great River Investments, and joining me today and every day is my marketing guru, Kyle Rappenecker of Rappenecker Designs, the man who actually makes this podcast work and makes me sound so good. Thank you for taking a few minutes out of your day to listen in, and as always, for all you listeners on iTunes and Spotify, don't forget to click the subscribe button. If you prefer to see just how handsome we are, please check out the YouTube channel, Marvin Knows Finance, and click subscribe there as well. Every time we do this, we have to take care of a little business before we get moving too far forward to make sure my compliance department stays happy and allows me to continue to bring you this wonderful show. So here we go. Marvin Thompson is an investment advisor representative and a registered investment advisor with Brokers Financial member SIPC. Opinions expressed in this program do not necessarily reflect those of Brokers Financial. The topics discussed and opinions given are not intended to address the specific needs of any listener. Great River Investments LLC does not offer legal or tax advice. Listeners are encouraged to discuss their financial needs with the appropriate professional regarding your individual circumstances. So Kyle, here we go, buddy. Let's do it. <laughs> We've been talking about doing this for a while now, haven't we? Yep. I'm excited. Yep. Yeah. So this is the first podcast that we're doing today. And, you know, one of the things Kyle and I were trying to figure out is like what topics do we want to discuss and so forth uh, to begin the show. Mm-hmm. And I think we both kind of agreed that we're just going to start with some basic financial ideas. Yep. Okay. Um, pretty much everybody out there right now is sitting in different spots financially. Um, having done this for 26 years, I've seen all sorts of situations regarding finances and wealth and no wealth and so forth. Yep. And um, the bottom line is we can go a hundred different ways with this topic. Exactly. But, you know, I think what we want to do right right off the bat is let's just talk about some basic some basic stuff because everybody's starting in a different situation. Mm-hmm. Okay? Absolutely. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, when, when people come to me and want to talk about their finances or their financial planning situation, um, one of the first things we do is we take out a little yellow piece of paper and we start asking some basic questions. Okay. Mm-hmm. We want to know where you stand um, in terms of your thoughts regarding money, in terms of your budgeting process, in terms of your debt load, and so forth. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's it's pretty amazing the different ideas we get. You know, especially when people's thoughts about money. Yeah. You know, um, I I'm surprised sometimes by the fear that people have when it comes to money, and it's not so much the fear of money. It's the fear of talking about money. Yeah, you know, it's understandable. Yeah, I've had employees before ask me, um, "How do you how do you ask them those questions? How do you ask them how much money they have in their checking account? How do you ask them how much money they're putting towards their four hundred one k?" Because you know, it's it's a fear. It's an inherent fear. Mm-hmm. But and you when, need to know that. But you need to know that information. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. You know, it's 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 pretty pretty wild to think that a lot of these money ideas are ingrained in people from an early age. It really is. Mm-hmm. You know, I think back to my family. You know, my family, um, my parents divorced when I was 10 years old. And, you know, there was always talk of money in the household. Maybe not from a positive aspect of it, you know. And, um, you know, people think about that as kids without realizing it. And they don't understand that as adults, they can change that whole mentality when it comes to their money and taking control of their money and so forth. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that we try to uncover right off the bat is where do you stand? You know, like if you do have a fear of money, why is it? You know, mm-hmm. why do you think money is the root of all evil? 
you know, I kind of believe it is sometimes, yeah. but you know, <laughs> why, why do people think that? Mm-hmm. So we like to start out by talking about um, the mental aspect of it, and then we kind of get into the nuts and bolts of it. You know, we, we work with you on um, uncovering your, your debt load and work with you on uncovering your, your budget. And we're going to talk about more about these in a few minutes here. But um, what, what extra questions do you guys have? Like for you and your wife, I mean, you got, you're married with a yep. young son. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're at different stages of life, obviously, from yep. about 100 years older than you. But <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you know, I kind of fit into that same category where I, you know, ever since I was a kid, I kind of had those worries about money. I mean, I remember growing up. You know, my father was a dairy farmer, so my, you know, my mom was a teacher, so money was always, you know, a big issue. You know, my dad, you know, never, you know, made, you know, hardly any money. Money was, you know, one year he could have had a good crop, the next year could have been a terrible crop. So, you know, as, as a young child, it was always ingrained in me that, you know, you almost had to be afraid of money. And... So now as an adult, you know, I'm 35 years old and I am still, you know, scared of it really, to be honest. So, you know, with this podcast and with working with you, you know, I feel like I'm going to learn just as much as the viewers and the listeners to overcome these fears and realize that, you know, hey, I can take control of, you know, my finances, that I can, you know, build you know, some sort of a bridge or a pathway to, you know, find some clarity into, you know, getting out of those fears pretty much. Because Mm -hmm. like right now, you know, we're saving, we're trying to do all the right steps, but that's probably my biggest fear right now. Having a little kid, having, you know, stuff like that. It's it's just my biggest fear. I worry about it every day, you know, am I going to have enough money for this? Am I going to have enough money for that? Mm -hmm. So that's obviously my biggest fear. Yeah, totally so. common. Mm-hmm. Totally common. Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty amazing. You know, like I said, I've said it already a couple times, you know, the different backgrounds people come from mm-hmm. and those thoughts on money. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think I would make a comment to you and to everybody is that money's not meant to be feared. Money's meant to um, improve lives, to help people, you know, um, do a lot of wonderful things. Mm-hmm. And it really just starts with that first step of taking control. Taking control of your thought process regarding the money, taking control of um, keeping track of the money, keeping track of telling the money what to do, mm-hmm. not letting the money tell you what it's going to do. You know, yeah, because oh, it's huge. Mm-hmm. Because you know, you, you sit there and you look at a family and they've got their monthly bills, and they go, "Well, I'm going to make X number of dollars this month, but all this money is going to this." Okay, and it might be student loans, it might be credit cards, it might be groceries, it might be rent, and so forth. Mm -hmm. And what they're kind of doing is they're kind of doing it the opposite way of what they should be doing. You know, they should be getting their paychecks, and they should be saying, "Okay, here is what we're going to do with this money." You know, we're going to set aside X number of dollars for savings. We're going to budget this much money for groceries. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we want to get everybody to a point where they don't have to worry about the student loan debt anymore. We want to get everybody to worry about the credit card bills every month, car payments and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. um, it's really all about taking control. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, So let's talk about um, let's talk about budgeting. Mm -hmm. Okay, Um, budgeting is pretty much step one besides the mental aspect. I think budgeting is pretty much the step one process. So I'm going to ask you a personal question right off Mm -hmm. the bat. Do you and your wife have a budget? 
Um, well, since I am, you know, since my job is sort of, you know, feast or famine every month, you know, it's kind of hard to have a budget. So, um, to be honest, no, we really don't have a budget. Um, you know, we, we try to, but you know, we really don't. So that's why, you know, I'm really excited about all this is that, you know, I want to learn, I want to try to become better with money, better with budgeting better with planning, you know, so that's, you know, you know, I'm not just, you know, helping you with this, you know, I, I want to learn just as much as the people out there. So, yep. you know, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, um, when, when it comes to starting your budget, um, and you're married, of course, so it, the first thing is you have to have a team effort mm-hmm. when it comes to this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you have a variable income. Your wife does not, but you do. Mm-hmm. All right. So it takes some discussion points, first and foremost, about sitting down with a pad of paper and saying, okay, this is the month of May. We're going to be spending X number of dollars on these basic things right off the bat. Mm-hmm. So exactly. when, I'm, when I'm starting with a budget, we're going to talk about the absolute necessities first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're going to write down your mortgage payment. Mm-hmm. Does that include your taxes? Does that include your insurance? Et cetera, et cetera. <coughs> We had to talk about food. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Hope you can. Okay, I'll cut it out. Don't worry about it. We got to talk about food. We got to talk about electricity. We got to talk about um, you know your water bill. Basically, covering the four walls mm-hmm. of your life. Yeah. Okay. And from then, you're going to find out. Okay, I've got X number of dollars left to spend on what else do we have in our lives? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then this is where the budget really sinks its teeth into. Because I want all of my clients to have a debt-free lifestyle. Okay? Now, I'm kind of a big proponent of Dave Ramsey. um, And Dave Ramsey has the seven baby steps and so forth. Yeah. So I would say, you know, step one, kind of taking his material and using it right here, is we want to have some emergency fund set up. Yep. Now, absolutely. Um, his his idea is the one thousand dollars sitting in a savings account somewhere or a checking account mm-hmm. uh, somewhere that's just totally safe, so that we don't worry about returns on it. We don't do anything like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then number two is absolutely. we're going to do the second baby step, which is getting rid of all that consumer debt. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So, um, being a certified financial planner um, and following along with some of his principles, um, I really like it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's one of the things we do with our clients is we will sit down with them and we'll actually help them put their budget together. That's what we're going to work with them on uh, the concept of becoming debt-free. Mm-hmm. And um, he uses the term snowball. Um, and it really does work a little bit like a snowball. Okay. You know, we're going we're gonna to cover your four basics. Mm-hmm. We're going to then look at the extra debt that you and your family might carry. Mm-hmm. And we're going to work on a plan. We're going to put that plan together in a spreadsheet format so you can follow it absolutely and it's going to, oh, going to take yeah. any extra monies, mm-hmm. and we're going to apply it to this debt. And then when that debt's paid off, we're going to take all that money and apply it to the second debt. Mm-hmm. And it's just a step-by-step-by-step process. Mm-hmm. And I can't give you a time frame as to how long it's going to take to pay it off, you know, because everybody's situation. You might come to me with, you know, a lot of debt. Some other people might not come to me with much debt. But the bottom line is as soon as we get you debt-free, we start working on the other things. I think just having that plan alone will make a lot of people feel more... At ease, though, yep. you know? and you know the concept behind his his plan or the plan that we use is that it's small successes. 
small successes yes. build into bigger successes. Yes. And it's important that you have success along the way and that good feeling. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so budgeting in itself is an ongoing process. You know, um, people need to sit down and talk, and that's not easy for every couple. And yeah. it's not easy if you're an individual because you don't have anybody to bounce it off of. Exactly. Okay. And, you know, but it's an ongoing process that has to be done on a fairly significant, you know, amount of time. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not going to sit down and just talk for 10 minutes on this. Yeah. You know, we need to sit down and maybe it's every Sunday night after dinner or whatever the case may be. Exactly. We want to know what's going on in the week. Exactly. Okay. And, um, you know, for those people who truly want to um, make this budget work, you know, they have to commit to it. Mm-hmm. It's like losing weight, you know. Yep. Yep. For those of you watching on the channel right now, the YouTube channel, mm-hmm. you can see I'm a big dude. You know, I've kind of fought with weight a lot in my life, and there's been times I've had success of losing it. But, <laughs> but um, you know, it's a commitment. You know, it's a commitment to the diet. It's a commitment to the training regimens. It's a commitment mm-hmm. to the time. And it's the same with a budget, mm-hmm. except you're getting rid of excess debt weight in your budget, or at some point, hopefully, giving and savings, mm-hmm. you know, weight. Um, that's really going to make a big difference in your life. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. Absolutely. No doubt about it. It's a good so, analogy. Yeah. So there's there's a couple different ways to, to do a budget. Um, I'm old school, so I use a spreadsheet. Okay. I think a lot of people would appreciate A lot of people that. use an Excel spreadsheet for things like this. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's super simple to do. Um, but there are a ton of free apps out there that you can use. Yeah. Um, reverting back to the Dave Ramsey show, he's got one. I think it's called um, Save Every Dollar, or let me see if I can find the name of it really quick here. But it's um, the Every Dollar app. Every Dollar app. Every Dollar app. And we yep. can pull that up on the screen here when we want for the video and stuff. Yeah. So. yeah, but the Every Dollar app is basically a free app. Mm-hmm. And there's probably 10, 20 other ones out there to help you get out of debt. Mm-hmm. But the Every Dollar app is free. You can pay a premium service if you want to link it into your bank accounts and stuff like that. Okay. Um, but it's you know it's one that I don't necessarily promote because I don't use it myself. But for those of you listening out there who want to check it out, you know I'm sure he wouldn't mind a few extra, a few extra people logging on <laughs> and using it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so as you sit here right now, um, do you ever see you and your wife as being debt free? Well, I mean, that's definitely the the goal, but you know, as you know, it's it seems like it's a battle that we've been fighting for, you know, over fifteen years and you know, we're still you know, we're still paying off student loans, we're still, you know, we you know, we just got into a you know, a second mortgage with a new house and stuff, so it's just like I don't know. It's just kind of hard to, you know, it almost feels like it's one of those battles that we're, that, you know, that's going to be hard to, hard to win. So obviously I would love to, you know, to, to defeat it, but you know, I think we need, and I think a lot of people out there need someone like you who can set this plan, set this goal, this monthly goal of, all right, this is what you need to do every month. You need to put this aside for this, this aside for that, because that's not really what we're doing. You know, we're paying, you know, minimum payments towards student debt, minimum payments toward our mortgage, minimum payments towards, you know, credit cards and stuff. So, you know, even though we have probably excess money to put towards, you know, X amount of debt and stuff like that. So I think that's where we need... Uh, someone like you to be like, all right, well, if you have this, 
you know, excess amount of, you know, money and you have, you know, because the one, you know, you know, the one good thing that we have is we have a fairly good amount of savings, but I feel like, you know, we just need to figure out, all right, should we continue to save or should we focus more on killing some of these debts off and stuff? So that's kind of where we need someone like you as yeah. help. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, besides having the budget, becoming debt-free is, I think, the next important thing. Yeah. Um, it's a goal everybody in America should have. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, you said, you know, it feels like you're fighting a battle and you truly are fighting a battle mm-hmm. when it comes to being debt-free. Yeah. Okay. Um, but once again, you know, when you, when you work your budget, when you tie your budget into your debt, when you tie your budget into some sort of debt reduction program, um, it's totally possible. Mm-hmm. It's totally possible. And any extra money that's in that budget, you'll know about it because you'll be keeping track of it. You know, you'll be packing your lunch a little bit more often because you won't be going out to eat as much. You'll be uh, not going to the restaurants at night if you're truly serious about it. Mm-hmm. You know, but... You know, if you ever need to, of course, you know, for a birthday celebration, anniversary, something like that, mm-hmm. work it into the budget. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Our big things is uh, birthdays. Mm-hmm. You know? In my family, we celebrate uh, seven days <laughs> of birthdays. So, my son, he just had his 18th birthday. So, seven days prior to, you know, it was Travis gets seven days of gifts. You know? And uh, it's, it's a fun little tradition we have. But it's definitely something, as an example, that needs to be built into a budget. Yeah. You know, it's just how it is. Yeah. Okay. But um, for, for everyone listening, you know, you have to have a goal to be debt-free because debt, debt in itself is a huge problem in this country. Mm-hmm. Huge problem. Mm-hmm. Okay. I looked at some, some statistics this morning, and right now, you know, student loan debt in this country is $1.7 trillion. That means the average student right now graduating college is carrying a debt load of 38925 bucks. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, See, that's right. a lot. Yeah. That's a lot of money. Yeah. But the other one that really gets me is credit card debt. Mm-hmm. You know, credit card debt is creeping up on a trillion dollars. It's sitting about $992 billion as of this morning. Jeez. Which means the average family um, has about $6,071 in debt. Now, credit cards are like the root. That's the devil, man. Mm-hmm. That's those things are problems. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we're going to do a whole other podcast on student loans and college and those sorts of things yeah. later on. But yeah. um, right now, credit cards are a massive problem in this country, and people just cannot seem to stop using them. Mm-hmm. And even though I'm a huge fan of Amazon and all the online shopping, they make it so easy to rack up that debt. Exactly, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> they those, really do. One-click shopping, yeah. Yeah, I mean, for Travis's graduation this year, we got him a laptop. And it took five minutes. (laughs) And we, you know, boom, it's there. But it's not a goal, it's it's a reality, is Mm -hmm. once that charge hits the system, it's paid off. Mm -hmm. You know? Exactly. Because we don't carry credit card debt in this family. Mm -hmm. And we don't let the kids have credit cards. I have one credit card. You know, those are the types of things. So, um, you know, you need to, you need to, everybody, not just you, but everybody needs to get that debt, that debt limited out as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. And you will not believe the difference it makes in your life. Yeah. Once that debt's gone. Mm -hmm. Once that debt's gone. It's huge. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, have you ever considered working with a financial planner before? Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have, you know, um, it's, it's kind of been on my mind for a little while. Um, you know, especially, 
you know, once we had our little son a couple of years ago, then it kind of really hit home to where I was thinking, you know, yeah, I need to, <laughs> I need to start acting like an adult and uh, get my, <laughs> get my act together and all that. But um, yeah, you know, I, I definitely knew that I need to, because, you know, being self-employed and all that, you know, I need to figure out, you know, retirement plan. I need to figure out, you know, you know, how to become debt free and stuff like that. So um, yeah, so definitely thought about working with a financial planner. So cool. Mm-hmm. What do you think? So, uh, what do you think prevents most people from doing that? Um, I would say probably the same fears that I had, where maybe they're scared about telling them all of their telling them about all of their debt, and then also. The realization of what they need to change to make their, you know, fears kind of go away, I guess, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, that's kind of what's been holding me back is, you know, I, you know, I keep telling myself, you know, I don't want to go somewhere because I'm afraid to tell them about, you know, the mortgage, the, you know, the, the, you know, the little bit of credit card debt we have and stuff. But, you know, other than that, but, but now it's just to a point where I know that I need to you know, get on it. And I think, you know, there's so many people my age, you know, in their mid thirties, you know, you know, low thirties, you know, close to being forties where, you know, they need to really start getting onto this. So yeah. So I think it's mm -hmm. absolutely. And not just self-employed people. I think people who have jobs where their benefits aren't really meeting the goals that they want and so they need to sort of start thinking outside the box and working with the financial planner. So, mm-hmm. yep, absolutely. So, um, you know, there's different types of people in the industry who promote themselves as financial planners. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, in my humble opinion, the only true financial planners are the ones who carry the certified financial planner designation. Okay. Um, which I happen to, and there's there's a lot of them in the country actually, mm-hmm. um, and there's a lot of good ones in our area too. Um, so, you know, in terms of, like, how do you pick a financial planner? Now, just you know? a quick question. Yeah. When you're, when someone's searching online and they're trying to find a financial planner, mm-hmm. can someone pose, or can someone have a website as a financial planner and can their name, let's say it's it's John Smith Financial Planner, but if they don't have that CFP behind it, does that mean that they're not an actually certified financial planner? Yes. It has to have that CFP behind yeah, it. You okay. have to go through the, the process of okay. becoming a certified financial planner so people need to, make to sure. use the certified okay. financial planner designation. So people need to make sure that they see that. Yes. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Just working with you, I knew how how much you went through and how hard it is to, you know, everything that we go, everything that we work on has to go through com- compliance, has to be tested and so you know it's it really does make a big difference it really does i mean if if you take um you know if you take my situation you know when i got out of college um i had the finance degree and the business degree and so forth so i had a really good base Mm -hmm. of knowledge in terms of talking to people about their money and so forth but Mm -hmm. for the people out there who are willing to take the extra steps necessary to become a certified financial planner Mm -hmm. um first of all um, it's a series of courses covering everything from investments to insurance to estate planning to uh, taxes and so forth. I mean, I think there's five or six classes. I think they've changed it up a little bit since I did it. Yeah. And then you have to sit for a comprehensive exam. Now, when I did it, it was two days. You know, it's like 10 hours of testing. 
and um, it's it's a little bit nerve wracking, but you know, that's great. There, it's possible that there's another test out there that's um, worse, yeah. for lack of a better term, than the CFP test. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's probably not many mm-hmm. that are worse out there in the industry. Um, and when I say worse, I'm just talking about the challenge of it because they test you on a wide, wide, wide variety of um, of uh, topics. Mm-hmm. So when you're when you're looking for a person to help you with your money. Um, I would definitely say always start by looking for somebody with a certified financial planner um, yes. designation. Yeah. And the CFP board um, actually makes it quite easy to find people. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, um, we can work with people all over the country. It's not a limitation by ge- geographic or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, but you can go to the CFP board website. Mm-hmm. And just do a Google search or a search on their website for CFPs in your area. Yeah, and, and we can uh, also include that in the video as well. Or that's like cool. The website. Yeah, we can too. put that website yeah. up. Yep. And uh, kind of walk through it. Yeah. You know, but it's pretty easy to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, um, people with a CFP designation, it, it gets a little bit more in, into the weeds a little bit. Like I said, with code of ethics and you know things like that, mm-hmm. that would hopefully make uh, a person in your situation feel more comfortable. Um, working with this person. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, so you know, in terms of who you want to work with, um, it all starts with a relationship. Okay. Yes. You you cannot be. I don't care what designations they have. I don't care what securities licenses they have. Um, securities license are a different topic, but you know those allow us to do certain products, uh, charge certain fees, and so forth. Yeah. Um, that's all important. But. You, you have to start off with a relationship when it comes to um, finding a good financial advisor in your area or somebody you're comfortable with. And um, it's, all, it's all built on that relationship. You know, mm-hmm. um, you and I have kind of joked a little bit about um, people out there who, you know, sell you your auto insurance and then at the same time want to turn around and, you know, promote your IRAs and so forth like that. <laughs> well... I'm all for that. I mean, I kind of started my career doing that as well. You know, it's called multi-line insurance agency, yeah, but. you know, but, you know, I'd rather buy my auto insurance from somebody who sells auto insurance and knows auto and home insurance. Yes. And then work with somebody on their investments who does exclusively investments. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. And then it also, we also get into the whole point of, you know, how are you charged for these services? You know, are you talking to just somebody who's pushing a product to make a sales goal that their company gives them? Mm-hmm. You know, are you talking to a truly independent person? Mm-hmm. You know, someone who will literally do what's in your best interest, making sure that you understand as the consumer that you're going to pay them for their services. Exactly. You know, are you going to pay them a fee? Are you going to pay them a commission? Mm-hmm. What are the commissions? You know, exactly. that's a huge question that you need to ask your uh, prospective uh, uh, advisor or planner is to um, find out how they're paid. Exactly. Um, because, you know, there are plenty of products out there that make uh, people in my industry quite wealthy um, yeah. just because it's what they push. Yeah. And that's not necessarily what's in your best interest. Yeah. So, it's, I mean, it's very important to do that. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I, I think we're on the same page with that. But I think, you know, having that CFP, you know, finding someone with that behind their name, I think that's really key. Because like you said, you know, someone can be, can have, you know, can call themselves a certified financial planner, but then also be able to do a number of other things. But, you know, someone who has that CFP behind their name, and that's really what they focus on, I guess to me, that's someone who you really want. And that's, you know, so, 
you know, because yeah. that way they're really spending most of their t- most of their day, you know, getting caught up on you know all of the logistics, all of the you know new tools, yada yada yada. So. Yep. Yeah, yep. yep. and you know, continuing education requirements behind a certified financial planner exactly. designation is exactly. is considerable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it, for for a guy like me, you know, you sit here and I've got insurance licenses that I have to make sure I have continuing education mm-hmm. requirements on. Um, I've got securities um, licenses that I have to make sure I keep my CEs up on, mm-hmm. and I've got my CFP. On top of that, that I have to make sure I keep my CEs on. So, you know, for me personally in this business, you know, there's a, a good amount of time every couple of years spent on continuing education, making sure you're up to date on everything. Yeah. You know, absolutely. I need to be able to talk to you about your situation and everything that's going on with the government, everything that's going on in the industry, mm-hmm. all the changes that are being made. So it's it's important. Yeah. It's truly important. So yeah, so yeah. I would say So it's not just a title. It's yeah. not just a title, it's it's a work. Exactly. You know? They don't give it to everybody. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Only a fraction of the people who take this take this exam actually pass it. Yeah. So it's a big deal. It's a big deal. So look for people with that designation as a good starting point. Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. We would always love to have your business. Yeah. But, you know, you gotta have that relationship. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And um, it's huge. It's huge. Yep. It's huge. So, all right. So, um, you know, we are both at a certain point in life where, you know, we are where we are. You know, uh, we've got different things going on in our lives and so forth. But we both have children. Yeah. My children are older than yours by quite a few years. Mm-hmm. So this might not apply to you, but it definitely applies to my kids. So I hope they're listening. <laughs> Okay. Um, I have made a point to talk to my kids about money from a very, very early age. Hard to believe with what I do for a living, I know. Okay. But, you know, we've talked about budgeting. We've talked about being debt-free. And people are trying, like, what what, what do our kids have to do with this? Well, your kids are watching you in terms of how you deal with money. Okay. And a lot of kids nowadays never hear one magic word, and that is the word no. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I wanted to make sure that exactly. as we were going through this today that I talked to all the parents out there, uh, parents with children of all ages. It doesn't matter whether they're five years old or 21 like my daughter Natalie is, you know. It is, or soon to be 21. Sorry, Natalie, I didn't mean to make you older than you were. But, um, you know, you have to be willing to tell your kids no. And you have to be willing to talk to your kids about money, mm-hmm. okay? Because, you know, what you're doing is you're setting that next generation up for their thoughts on money, their yes. thoughts on how they're going to live the rest of their lives. Yes. And if they see you struggling, if they see you um, having a hard time with money, that's going to get ingrained in their brains and it could potentially cause them problems down the road. Exactly. Now, on the flip side of that, if they see you and your wife talking about money in a positive manner, if they see you working on a budget, if they see you doing certain things, um, you know, it's, it has a much more positive impact on their life down the road, mm-hmm. and it just works so much more beautifully. Mm-hmm. Works so much more beautifully. Yes. So it's funny because if you ask my kids uh, where does money come from, I guarantee you their answer will be work. <laughs> because, oh, good. Yeah, because we, you know, we have a farm. Yeah, and um, from an early age on, you know, when my kids needed money, 
they're out there cutting brush. They're out there. <laughs> they're out there trimming the pond. They're out there doing certain things. Okay. Good. Good. And um, so it's you know just a point I wanted to make sure you made is to mm-hmm. uh, make sure you talk to your children about their money, yeah. about money, where it comes from, how it works, ingrain the positiveness about it. Yes. Um, no, don't focus on the negatives because yes. all it does is scare them and puts them in a bad situation. Well, not only that, but, you know, the way that uh, society is now, it's, it, it, you know, the, the Internet almost makes it seem like it's really easy to obtain money. So, you know, like when, you, when they go on YouTube, TikTok, and all this stuff, and they see these people making large amounts of money by just doing, you know, silly things, um, I think they're kind of... I think they, you know, they get a, they get a, a pretty odd impression that they too can do that to make a living, and you know, only a small percentage of people can do that type of stuff. So I think, you know, having parents who keep them in line, you know, let them, you know, I, you know, I grew up on a dairy farm my whole life, milking the, you know, or yeah, you know, they, you know what hard work is. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I mean, it's just you know, they they need to know, you know, chores and, and all that stuff. So. You know, they can watch that stuff on YouTube, but they just need to know that, you know, that's not, that's not going to be their future. So they, you know, a good education, you know, like, just like Marvin was saying about the, you know, it's all, it's, you know, it's all in a nutshell what they need to know. So, yeah. 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 So, so I guess the final thing um, today in terms of a topic would be, you know, when you are working with your financial planner, um, being open and honest about your goals your current situation and you know the the know your number sort of talk um, that will come up in the whole financial planning um, process you know it'll give you that goals to where you're going to get to and so forth but before you need to know your number you need to know where you're going and how you're going to get there mm-hmm. okay so um, this is all a process and um, you know for all of you listening out there I just I hope that you're willing to take the first step to, to make this improvement, to, to sort of improve your situation and to, uh, you know, make your lives a little bit easier. That'd be a huge, huge help. Mm-hmm. Huge help. Absolutely. So, so, Kyle, anything else on this topic today before we close the show? No. I mean, you know, say, I know I'm kind of helping you with this, but at the same time, I am along for the ride and I am, you know, excited to continue learning and excited to be a part of this and, you know, hope the viewers out there you know, subscribe and, you know, continue to learn with us. And I think it's just going to be a great thing. So, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of good things ahead. And yeah, I think this is going to be a really good thing. So absolutely. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Well, um, as we close the show today, you know, I just want to say uh, thank you for all of you out there listening today. Um, Also, thank you to Kyle for being part of this and helping me put all this together because I'm technologically stupid. And when it comes to this stuff... It's impressive to see how it all comes together. But anyway, um, I want to hear from you. Um, So please reach out to me by either giving me a call at 319-576-2264 or visit the website at greatriverinvestments.com and going to the Contact contact Us section of the site. Um, I or a member of my team will be in touch with you shortly to discuss our next steps together. Uh, Thank you all for listening to the Marvin Knows Finances show. This has been Marvin Thompson, your certified financial planner. Have a great day.